0: Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change, the podcast that will discuss how to apply faith principles to real life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. Well, it's good to be here and to jump into a new topic. Welcome, Dale. We're here for Effective Heart Change. How are you today?
1: I have no reason to complain. Well, good. Yeah, aren't you glad to hear that? I'm, I'm
0: glad that you you're not going to be complaining today. You yeah, know, well, that's... I
1: decided a long time ago that I was the only one listening anyway. So, <laughs> well,
0: I hope that's not totally true. But uh, it, it's always good to have somebody to connect with, which is somewhat of the topic. It it goes beyond connection, but step by step, belonging. Now, as I said before. These topics are larger than just a single word. Belonging just doesn't get the job done. So, today I'm going to throw out especially other terms love, acceptance, and belonging. With belonging being kind of the highest, it's the culmination. You need to feel loved in order to develop in the way that we need to develop spiritually. You need to feel that love. You need to feel the second word, acceptance, but the highest level is not just, okay, I'm loved and accepted. That almost feels passive. When I start feeling like I belong, it's like now I'm actively drawn in. I'm a part of something, and that's, that's powerful in the lives of people.
1: So it's not an accident you're, you're talking about step-by-step, step because no. we started out with safe. And that the need to feel have that sense that you are, and then even in within belonging, which is the second step in your in your uh, diagram here, that that uh, there are steps in that too. There really are. It's a building process. It's and you
0: can separate. This is a model, so you can break the model down. You can tear it apart. You can throw it out if you want to. But the principles are there of in order for me to develop spiritually, somewhere in there I need to accept love, I need to receive love, I need to feel loved, and eventually in the adult stage, which comes later in the process, I also need to be able to give genuine love to others. And so then it becomes a giving and a receiving, and it's going back and forth. But especially as a very young child, as a baby, that receiving of love is very powerful to build the spiritual foundations that are needed for the things that will be needed later on when I'm an adult, and now I'm giving love, I'm giving acceptance, I'm drawing people into a place of belonging. That's the ultimate goal, is for us to grow into that place where we're life givers. But early on, you have these stages of spiritual development where I've got to be receiving, I've got to be drinking in.
1: So, looking at these uh, at the, these steps to belonging, uh, how does how does that begin? I mean, how, I, I, the safe part I understand, and and we're talking about from conception or not conception, maybe, but we're talking from from uh, baby and and beyond. Uh, When when does that normally happen in in this process?
0: I think it can actually start in the womb. I, I think there is a communion that happens between mother and child, sometimes dad and child, where there is already an appreciation. Let's use a different word. There's this excitement. There's this appreciation. I think there's something communicated to the child very, very early through that process. Then you have the child being born, and over and over again, dads especially, moms seem to have it sooner, but dads especially will talk about, wow, when that baby first appears, there's just this magical thing that happens where it's just like, wow. Changes everything. This is me. <laughs> this is part of me, and yeah. there's, there's yeah. this love that is there and, and a kind of an ownership, which is the other side of the belonging. There's a kind of like, wow, this is mine. This is a part of me. And so there's this deep connection. Now, that goes back to I talk about in terms of especially the first two layers. There's two really deep instincts in human beings. One is just the instinct to live. And if you think about safe, which we talked about in the last layer, you have that instinct to live, Well, I need to feel safe. I need to feel like my life, my physical life, my basic being is safe. The second deepest instinct in people is that need for purpose, and I'm going to suggest to you, the deepest part of purpose is connecting. See, as human beings, we are created as a spiritual being. The thing that makes spiritual, spiritual is the idea of connecting. Spiritual is what connects us to God. Spiritual at the subconscious level is what connects us to people. So I've got this whole idea of connecting, needing to be a part of something needing to belong, needing to be able to interact, feel appreciated, to give appreciation. Listen to how all of these words melt together and tie in with some of the deepest purpose areas of our lives.
1: It was interesting when you use the word purpose, uh, I'm, I'm a word guy, and so I was looking for a word that i could identify with maybe better that or give it a little more uh substance and and uh meaning was what came to mind uh when i think about purpose i think about uh, you have a meaning meaning that uh, i i have a reason to do it or i have a basis for for my belief and then you went ahead and used meaning three or four different times in describing purpose. So and what is
0: meaningful to us which gives us a sense of purpose is that spirituality and spirituality is about connecting belonging which i referred to so all of this gets really tied up in this layer. And i don't believe you can really use the language that we use to separate this out in a scientific way where Holistic being. So you kind of package all of this into this area of belonging. Do I feel like I'm a part of something? Do Do I I matter? Do I matter? Do I feel like I'm connected with something? And that's so deep in the human instinct. It's so much a part of what makes us who we are and how we respond. So when that piece is missing, nothing else really works well in our lives as a human being.
1: I'm seeing I'm seeing your material as a as a mine. Uh you it takes exploring to to discover what is or isn't in the mine and 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 you you visit it, you go in and you you work the mine and 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 you you come out with sometimes stuff that's profitable and reason, reasonable to use. And other times, you, it, it may not seem like it's worth the trip, but it, it's an effort. And, and again, you're back to the step-by-step. It's an effort over and over. It just, the framework is really valuable.
0: Well, a lot of times, go back to your mining illustration, a lot of times you end up with something that you think isn't valuable, and then you do some testing, you, oh, wow, there's something else here. There's all kinds of things here. And that's what you get with spirituality. You get this package that comes together that through connecting, through connecting with God, connecting with his purposes, this thing begins to blow up in a positive way, that there's just incredible, another word, value. That's another word that's just so huge, because if you feel a sense of value in you, wow, that changes everything. And I had someone I was talking with just a few days ago and they say, your, your use of the word value just doesn't quite compute mm. to me because we use value so many different ways. Right. Well, having meaning, having value, having worth. If I as a human being have a caring for you and you belong to me, there's just a transfer there where you're a different person at that point.
1: The way I hear value, the way you're using it, is you matter. Yeah, that's a great. That's great. You matter. You have substance. Uh, you mean something to me. Uh, I had a, a, a letter recently from a friend that I hadn't, pre- and and uh, that was what the message was. I wanted to get in touch because you matter. So I uh, that that uh, value is is really a a good. Good term for what you're describing. We're going to break for a moment, give people a chance to answer
0: some questions if they would like, and to reflect on what we've been talking about, and then we will continue. We've been talking about the second layer, which is belonging. Actually, I, I really want to add the other words with it, this one, which is love, acceptance, and belonging. And where I want to start here and really get across in traditional Christianity, it's about ideas, it's about prayer, it's about whatever. You you have all the different religious ritual. But the first thing that I want to say here is this isn't exactly a Christian enterprise. Now, I know that's going to mess with some people who are listening to the program. They're going to say, what? What are you talking about? But what I want you to understand, there is a commodity, if you will, of love that God has handed to people starting all the way back to Adam. And I've talked about reflected light where you can receive from God and it continues on through the generations. So I'm receiving this Love is about giving and receiving and connecting and belonging. And you can lay spiritual foundations almost irrespective of whether or not you're in Christian doctrine, in a church, et cetera, or you can be thoroughly Christian with your ideas and and, and all of the cult practices, and you can go through all of these rituals and not have love to give. So in this particular step, I really want you to think about it. Apart from the way we traditionally think about Christian ideas and, and handing people here's the gospel and et cetera, if I'm not able to give another person a sense of love, that I genuinely love them, if I'm not able to communicate that, hey, I'm offering belonging, I'm offering you the chance to come in and be a part of something, then I'm really not laying down this step. And many times in churches, I think we get this idea of discipleship, which is a learning of information, and we've got these structures set up that is our discipleship structure, and we never really get this love, acceptance, and belonging layer laid down among Christians, and then we wonder, what's wrong? Why is this thing not working?
1: I don't think it's such a, a big leap to, to uh, think that uh, it, it is necessarily Christian, because spirituality uh happens on more levels than just that. I mean, we're we're all spiritual by nature, by creation. And and so it's it shouldn't surprise us that that uh, we operate sometimes in Christian love and sometimes out. And 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 the the, the person may or may not even be giving love it's their perception of love and, and so there's a there's a whole lot in there but but you made the point early in the material that, that spirituality is something everyone has and 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 it's a gift i believe it's a gift from god and and so we're operating in it how we operate in it is really that that choice and it is
0: amazing it is generational So you you can go back to your great-great-grandparents, and then your great-grandparents, and then your parents, and et cetera. There are things that get set up in the lineage where I'm giving love, and giving love and receiving love is very normal, or perfectionism is very normal, or a workaholic tendency is very normal. And a lot of times you get someone who's a workaholic who becomes saved, and they give their life to Christ— and they're fully into the doctrine, and they're doing all of the stuff. and wow, I'm a great Christian, and you've got other people in the church who are looking up to this person saying, this is this is our example, but yet that same person isn't capable. That sounds like crazy language, but isn't capable of laying down this love, acceptance, and belonging layer in his own children. Why? Because he's never walked away from the workaholic tendencies. What he has done, he's just taken those tendencies, transferred them into an activity in Christ that doesn't necessarily translate to spirituality and a deeper layer being laid down in the person.
1: Well, I see that one as being all over the place. I mean, almost in almost every life, I I would venture uh, has. As one of those hidden spots, at least of of of, of uh, and and that's that's part of how I we don't feel belo- like we belong is that that we're dealing with this inner guilt or this inner oh, I know better than this but and 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 uh, it it's certainly a part of of the development both positive and negative.
0: If you didn't know, I was partially talking about
1: myself. No.
0: Yes, I was, because I've got those perfectionistic tendencies. I've got those workaholic tendencies. And so I translate that, especially as a pastor, I translate that into ministry. And so I'm doing this ministry, and I just I feel compelled. I feel forced to do all of these things, and then I work until I hit burnout, Some of that is evidence that, oh, wow, back there in the love, acceptance, and belonging layer, my family has some of those tendencies, certainly of the workaholic, but they also have the tendencies of performance matters, and it should matter. There's a healthy place for it to matter, but performance matters at such a high level that I turned a lot of my Christianity into performance, and if you're in performance— it's virtually impossible to receive love, acceptance, and belonging because when people try to give you that, you instinctively, deep down inside, you believe that you're receiving the accolades because of your performance and not just because it's being given.
1: False information. Uh, the, the, your description there uh, got me thinking about how we 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 major in something to cover up something else and and uh, that process it's it's that the development uh it's it's positive development in one sense but it's it's reinforcement of the of the negative aspect that started it in the first place it would seem hopefully
0: this is really focused you on this isn't a thing, if you will. This isn't something you do. This isn't an activity you participate in. I mean, there's this invisible communication that's going on back and forth between us, and we need to become much more aware, am I genuinely giving love, acceptance, and belonging? Am I genuinely receiving it? And the answer to that, how do I know the difference? You know, that's hard to answer, You know, if you know, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a sense of when you think about your life, do you have that with people? Are you able to give that with people? Are you able to feel that there's a kind of a knowing that happens just out of practical life? And this isn't an intellectual exercise. Deep stuff. Let's take a break. Talk about this kind of personal, practical side of what we've been talking about, and then we will explore a little bit more of what I would call the quote-unquote Christian side in the next segment. Mm -hmm. From a traditional sense Christianity is everything in this area in that how can you understand total love and acceptance apart from Christ and the cross? If you think about that, almost all of us are a little bit performance in our relationship to where, <laughs> you know, if you bless me, I'll love you back. But if, you, if you're really making my life difficult, I'm going to let you know about it. Mm. That doesn't happen, does it? It doesn't. Well, only in unsaved people. Christians never respond to each other that way.
1: Interestingly enough, this morning I read Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, whatever you want to call it. And and first of all, uh, I can only imagine uh, someone that really has no connection with the Bible opening up the Bible to read Song of Songs, because. It's it's out there. I mean, it's it's sexuality, it's attraction, it's uh, it's love, but but all the connections too, and and so it it amuses me because uh, when when you do read it, you have this sense of, wow, that's I've thought like that, but I've never expressed it, and and I think what you're what you just described is that. We put that best foot forward, you know we we want to we want to look good, we want to sound good and 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 but the other part of it is that that there's more to it than than one or the other it's 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 connection not just with a partner but with the partner with with god himself and and without that connection uh the whole thing really uh can't work.
0: I prefer Song of Solomon, but when you look at that, what I see in that that is, to me, as powerful is that passion. It's that desire, and God pursues us that way, and hopefully we should pursue God that way. And of course, when it gets translated into a more human or a more sexual way, all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, this, this doesn't feel comfortable or it you know it has all these different things but let me take you back to last time when i talked about safe safe for a person to feel safe eventually you have to love them when they absolutely don't deserve to be loved and you have to be able to care for them and they need to be able to throw their worst shot at you and you're able to absorb it and not respond back in a way that's hateful or bitter or anything else so that becomes really real important for safe well guess what it's just as important for the love acceptance and belonging if i respond a little bit badly to you and you pretty much cut me out of your will uh at that point love acceptance and belonging doesn't exist that's why i said the cross is so significant The fact that Jesus was willing to die for us, and and I love not just the actual death, but the things leading up to the death, where he's spit upon, he is mocked, he's taken through all of that, and Jesus' response is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He so fully identified with us, he so fully said, they are a part of me, I am a human being, I'm Embracing them, I'm pulling them close. Now that's belonging. That's love, acceptance, and belonging. And very few people are able to live that out at that kind of a level to where there's just there's a fullness of love, acceptance, and belonging.
1: But what is the possibility of really loving someone if you don't have a connection with with God, with Christ, through Christ.
0: I say it over and over again, you can't give away what you don't have. So if I don't have that God relationship to where I'm drinking in the unconditional love and acceptance, I can't give it away.
1: That misperception that we're giving love when we don't have any idea what it is, uh, who it is, how to demonstrate that, uh, I think that that is one of the major things that, that uh, uh, disturbs relationships, uh, whether it be a, a partnership or a friendship. Uh, we think we're loving, but we really don't have an idea what that is.
0: We think we're loving, but it's actually highly conditional. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you attention and appreciation because you're benefiting me and it's working towards my ends. That's not love.
1: I got something I want and uh I'm willing to to give you what you want to a point, but uh it, it depends. It's it's not reciprocal in a positive sort of way.
0: There is an instinctive sort of thing. I mentioned the baby being born and the the father just there's this kind of instant connection. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of who we're created to be. And then you get fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers and et cetera that are handing down, I call it reflected light, they've received from their parents, they've received from God, so there's something there. They're able to give a level of tangible love to their kids, so the kids are receiving that, they have something to give, then you create this illusion that I can do this whole thing apart from God. That's where it becomes sick or it becomes crazy or whatever. When I stop believing that and I start believing I need God, I need to pursue God, to love the way God wants me to love, I can't do it by myself.
1: And Song of Solomon, that's really the message behind that. I mean, uh, uh, first reading, it it, it would be like, wow, that's in the Bible? but the, the the whole message to me is that without god there isn't that real love and and the things that go with it uh and, and so but you mentioned that you you have to go through these steps and that makes sense too because i may i may say that i love someone really not know what it is or anything particularly about it, but I've got to go through the process of learning what that is, of taking my desires and my, my wants and setting them aside and actually listening and try to fulfill something in someone else.
0: We've talked this segment, especially about the cross, about Jesus, how that should translate to a higher level of unconditional love. Let's take a moment We've got some questions for you to take a look at, hopefully reflect, and then we will complete our thoughts after this. Well, we've been talking about this layer of love, acceptance, and belonging. Let me Go back for just a moment, and I, we haven't spent the time. The negatives are interesting here abandonment, rejection. A lot of times you can actually see the lack of the layer better through the negatives, a person who's struggling with those kinds of things. And then once you get into abandonment and rejection, it becomes almost a self fulfilling prophecy, so to speak in that once I'm seeing from the inside of the eyes of rejection, I start seeing anything and everything as rejection. So once I start down that negative road, it becomes a real bondage to where I can't receive because I can't see
1: what's even being offered. It really points out the value of of being aware of, of not only the positive, but of the negative aspects of it, if we're if we're blind to them, uh, you, your example about uh, personally the things that you grew up with, they were negative to start with, and and then uh, through growth, through experience, through life, uh, you come to have a wider and a deeper understanding, and there are positives and there are negatives, and and you need to be aware of both of them. And cognizant that when you dive into one end or the other, of the pool, uh, you're, you're going to be there for a while unless you decide you're going to move out of it.
0: What's interesting, the solution is back to the cross. The solution is just a simple understanding of, God, this isn't what you have for me. This isn't what my life is supposed to be about. And so you literally stop and you take that abandonment, you take that rejection, you hand it off to God, you meditate on the cross. You meditate on what God has done for you. You meditate on just how far he has gone so that you know that you are absolutely loved, absolutely accepted in Christ. Hopefully you'll be able to take that and hand it off in a way, phrase that I like to use, and make room for God so that you can actually start to feel and experience the love of God.
1: Now when you say hand it off, hand it off where? Who? You're handing off to God. Okay. You are you're basically
0: intellectually if you will, but hopefully more than that spiritually, accepting the fact that Jesus died for you personally.
1: He's already done all that you're dealing with.
0: He's done all the work, and he did that to demonstrate that while we were yet sinners, while we were hostile to God, while we were the one right there spitting on God and, and declaring him to be weak and powerless and et cetera and mocking him while all of that behavior was going on, God looked down and said, Father, forgive him for he doesn't know what he's doing. When I can see what Christ did for me and I can receive that personally, that becomes powerful and I can just stop and get quiet and start drinking that in. Remember, there's a giving, but there's also a receiving. If a person doesn't choose to receive, nothing happens in this layer. I've had people that I've worked with that I've, I've just showered. I've done everything I know to shower them with love, and I've just poured it out, and we've forgiven, and we've worked with them, and we've given them things for free, and et cetera, and in the end, they simply wouldn't turn that switch on to receive. You can do the same thing with Christ. You can ignore it. You can figure that what he's done is, is worthless, is meaningless, is whatever. You can literally be in a place where you don't just personally embrace what God has done for you and the fact that he actually loves you, accepts you and calls you to be his child. That's belonging.
1: I think that's one of the toughest things in love is that, uh, there's a time that you're the giver, but there's a time that you need to be the receiver. And if you don't receive, uh, I can't give out what I haven't taken in and, uh, the, the example that Christ gave in his life, in his death, uh, in his resurrection, was that acceptance before uh, there was any position that he had or any connection that he had that we, we are aware
0: of, at least. That's the process. I believe it best starts with God, but actually, most of the time, it doesn't. If I haven't experienced it at a human level, people who have never experienced that at a human level, a lot of times find it hard to experience it at the God level. It's amazing how interactive it is. Now, you can start purely at the God level. I'm not taking that out, but it's so important for people to demonstrate that love for one another in a way that makes it more credible. It makes it easier for a person to go, wow. Why is that person loving me that way? They're loving me when I shouldn't be loved, and hopefully the answer is because that person has actively received love from God. Sometimes they haven't. have They've received it from parents, grandparents, different places. They don't know where they've received it from.
1: And they don't know where it came from.
0: And they don't know where it came from, so they give no credit to God. And so at that point, well, wow, that's a really good person. Well, that's kind of missing the mark. It actually Every good and perfect gift, James chapter 1, comes down from the Father, comes down from God. So now I've got a person who's stealing the glory of God saying, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pretty tough stuff. I, I really do love you, and you need to come to me as your source. Uh, how about if we have a better source? And, and that is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of the universe.
1: That response you just um, gave there was kind of like... I'm expecting something in return here. Mm. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, uh, that, that's a question of motives. And when we started questioning what, really, what your real motives are, then we're really uh, questioning God. Yeah, that
0: and, person who's, I'm tough stuff. Yeah. Look at how I'm loving you. Look at the ego. Listen to what that sounds like. Ah, we're back into a rewards back and forth. That's why the cross is so important. Jesus gave when He was being given nothing but evil, nothing but bad. That's unconditional love. That's the perfect picture of this layer that invites us to be His children and belong to him. And if you're out there listening today and you've never done that, I invite you to to invite him, stop, pray a prayer, wait upon God, call upon him, invite him in search out, find a church, find a believer, find somebody who hopefully can give you this unconditional love and a picture of that, because it's so powerful. Without this layer, it's almost impossible to go on in the step-by-step growth that we need to build those spiritual foundations.
1: So this is kind of like a show-me stage, isn't it? Uh, We have to find a place. First of all, we recognize that there's something out there that I don't have, and then decide there's something I'd like to have that I don't have, and then you look around for someone to show you, uh, to give you a place of belonging, and you can grow from there.
0: Amen. That's a good statement. We need God, and so often people don't realize that they they're in that place that I described of well. I'm the one that will show you love and acceptance. I'll bet bet somebody will test you to where you can't do that anymore. Absolutely. And I've been tested at high levels (laughs) where I absolutely needed God to keep going. I believe most of you have been tested to that level. There is a better source, and it's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to bring us life and transformation I hope that you're connected. I hope you have a sense of belonging to him and that you have others pouring that love and life into you. We'll see you next time on Effective Heart Change.